Welcome to Fresh Press for December 24th, Christmas Eve, 2019. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. This is a show where we talk about music. Wow, I really meant to come up with a Christmas-themed new tunes and old grooves, and I forgot to. I Look, Andrew, that, that is definitely your responsibility. Um, Glory to the newborn tunes. And? And old grooves. <laughs> And jingle grooves. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I think Glory to the Newborn Tunes is pretty fucking good. Uh, No, it's not. What tunes in King don't sound anything alike? They're completely different. Right, but I mean, like, the new... But, I mean, off the dome, having completely forgotten to (laughs) come up with something beforehand. I, I mean, it was better than silent tunes, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, so we're going to do something vaguely Christmas-related for our theme this week. Um, there are many songs, many Christmas songs, I'm told, I'm told, Andrew, that have bells in them. Hark how the tunes, sweet silver tunes. Should I have done that instead? Yeah, stick with it. I love it. Leave it in. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Just cut that into the front. And uh, yeah, uh, so that would be Carol of the Bells. Um, that you were singing for all of our other listeners who don't celebrate Christmas or listen to Christmas music or turn off the TV for the 30 days following Thanksgiving. Um, also, Jingle Bells. I guess that's a song. Oh, yeah, that one's that's a good one. Jingle Bell Rock also. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, jingle Silver Bells. Bell. I don't know that one. Can you sing that one? Silver Bells. Oh, you know, actually, I think I've sung that song as part of some choir that I was a Silver Bells. Andrew, your baritone comes through really well. It's Christmas time in the city. <laughs> okay, so bells. Yeah, we're going to do bells um, for our theme. Um, it's a pretty open-ended theme. Um, so, Andrew, what, what bells-related song... Did you oh, you're bring... not even gonna you're not even gonna explain to our listeners what bells are. Oh, hmm. Maybe I should have. It's <laughs> just like slightly less complicated of a concept than Guy Fox Night, you know. Yeah, I thought maybe they'd follow along, but there are many kinds of bells. Andrew, actually, you were the music major. Maybe you can describe what classifies an instrument as a bell. Oh, didn't take the organology class, so I cannot tell you. You didn't. You played the organ. That's not what organology means. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, organology is, is like classifying instruments, and I did not take that class when it was offered. Huh. A bell is a gold thing that you hit with with the thing in, inside it, a clapper. That's what it's called. A clapper. But you can also hit a bell from the outside, and it's still considered a bell. Yes, true. And then that would be with a mallet. I also live in Philadelphia, so the Liberty Bell is there. Yeah, Liberty Bell, Great Bell. Um, well, I mean, arguably, <laughs> it's actually a terrible bell because it's broken. Yeah, they rang it like three times and it shattered. Big crack they rang downside. it once and they were like, oh, you still have slaves though? Okay, so it's not really Liberty anymore. And God was like, nope. Uh, where I went to school, we had an incredible carillon up in the chapel that would play every day at 5 p.m. There's a guy who would go up there and play the carillon. It was one of my favorite 
like daily events. Like you would leave work if you were working on campus at five and like the bells and the carillon would start going and playing music. Bells are great. Yeah, that's really lovely. Now, there's music with bells in it, as we've established, but yeah, I don't think there are any actual bells in the song that you brought. No. How how sure are you that there are no bells in that song, Gabe? Well, it seems like it was a solo instrument, but I honestly, I could have missed them. Um, no, you're correct. There are no bells in the song Accordion Bells by Leo Kotke. Gabe, are you familiar with Leo Kotke? Uh, broadly, I don't love... I don't... Well, let me put it better. I don't seek out acoustic solo guitar. No. But he is quite famous for being a solo acoustic guitarist. Yes, that's true. When I was first learning acoustic guitar in high school, I got super into a bunch of different acoustic guitarists. Not so much Leo Kotke, because that was not as much the vibe I was going for at that time. I got really into a lot of the like very complex finger style players like, um, fuck, do I remember any of their names now? Andy McKee is one of them. Yeah, that sounds right. But as I have aged and gotten more into the like a a more like raw folkier style in general, um, I've also gotten really into uh, Leo Kotke and um, I mentioned John Fahey last week because... Uh, Haley Hendricks mentioned him, another great uh, solo guitarist, instrumental guitarist. Um, but anyway, Leo Kotke is, is, I think, widely considered to be one of the best, like, guitarists that there is. Yeah. Obviously, he's not, like, a rock guitarist, but I think among guitar, like, acoustic guitar people, he's he's right at the top. He seems to be regularly cited as an influence on other guitarists. Whether or not they play that style of music or not, it seems that a lot of guitarists, like yourself, right, who play a lot of guitar, listen to a lot of different kinds of guitar, inevitably stumble upon Leo Kotke and then cite him later. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of in the mood for something like this this week. I think because of as I mentioned last week, the wonderful folky evening I had uh, seeing Haley Hendricks that I've just been very into the folkier side of things over the past two weeks. Um, so I, I sought out something in this sort of genre that was bell adjacent and found this excellent piece of music. versions of this song and the one that i am clipping for this episode is the earlier version which is actually on a christmas album um called carols of christmas 2 very topical he then put it on his 
1999 album, One Guitar, No Vocals, um, in a different key, and I think it's not as good. I mean, the composition is the same, but the playing is much more raw. There's a lot more, um, uh, if if we want to use this word again, a lot more noise uh, in the earlier version. Um, and I like it a lot better. It feels a lot more um, present to me. Yeah, but I would say the the album, One Guitar, No Vocals, great. If you want like a, a starter for Leo Kotke, that's a very good place to start. Really, in some ways, his composition is like, classical in that it's very structured um in a way that makes sense to me as someone who studies music and makes sense to anyone in that it's how music has been structured for a very long time there are clear themes and there are modifications of those themes you know there's uh major sections and minor sections of this piece um right it doesn't necessarily have the same idea of as like a verse, then chorus, then verse, bridge, chorus, like construction that we associate with a lot of modern music. Um, right. Yeah. It's it's more like a um, like a classical composition in its in its form. Yeah, I really enjoyed this, and it obviously is not in any way explicitly about Christmas or the holidays necessarily, but it fits in kind of that musical aesthetic, but in a really nice way. Um, I feel like the I get this very like swinging back and forth motion from it. And maybe that's me putting that on there, but um, because of cocky does this, this uh, very has this very syncopated style in his melody writing, um, very melodic writing and very syncopated in the melody that really makes this feel like I, I can envision bells swinging back and forth as this, as I listen to this song. Gabe, you took a slightly less direct approach this week. Well, see, actually, Andrew... I would say I took a far more direct approach. I thought <laughs> okay, the theme is bells. Point. Let me put bells in it. So I found a song with cowbells in it. Or I guess well, a I single synthesized cowbell. Yeah, it's it. definitely a synth cowbell. <laughs> but it's definitely a cowbell. This is Work It Out by Pleasure Craft featuring Ming Jia. Um, this is a very Gabe song. I'm not sure I know what that means, Andrew. Could you explain? Um, I was listening to it and was like, yeah, this is a very Gabe song. <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, I guess, more dancey, which is music that I think I like perhaps a little more than you do, uh, in contrast to your folkier stylings these days. Um, and it's aggressive, and there's a driving beat, and... Um, the cowbell is loud and prominent for good portions of the song. I also think there's there's a vocal quality to it that rem- that makes me think it's a Gabe song. Interesting. I really did enjoy the vocals. Um, they are 
kind of that mix of sung and spoken that I do find enjoyable. Um, I, I like James Murphy's mm-hmm. work with LCD sound system quite a bit and always have. And I think yeah. he embodies that. Also, David Byrne, Talking Heads kind of music style. That, that is the two people I was going to mention. Ooh, well, there you go. There's your references for uh, Pleasure Craft. Uh, and that seems to be his uh, vocal style. So uh, Pleasure Craft is uh, one human being. Um, and his name is Sam Lewis. He's from the Toronto area, although he's originally uh, raised in British Columbia. Um, so for most of his life, he wanted to be a pilot and then like went to Southeast Asia for a year and came back and decided to be a musician in Toronto. Hmm. So I don't know if that's relevant to the music at all, but I thought it was an interesting fact. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is his off his second release, um, I'd say, um, called EP2 that he put out this past year. Um, it's the leading track off of that record. Also, I wanted to quickly talk about the uh, co-vocalist and featured performer Ming Jia, who is also from the Toronto uh, scene, um, who is a multi-instrumentalist and a vocalist and a band leader. And she has recently been commissioned to write some like orchestral band piece um, by Roomful of Teeth, um, Familiar, well known, yeah. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed this song's uh, kind of dynamism and... Uh, excitement and I think it serves as a good contrast to um, the song you brought Andrew Um, but the lyrics are also um, I think actually carry a decent amount of meaning even though they kind of sound like they're just uh, sung yelled Uh Um, and he actually talks about where they stem from in an interview um, that I've totally lost but um, that I stumbled across Um, so Lewis Sam Lewis talks about um, some of the inability to express emotion and kind of like uh, toxic masculinity and uh, emotional vulnerability that is repressed. And this song kind of deals with that um, and kind of, and some of the anxiety of trying to keep that all together. Um, and that is spelled out uh, fairly explicitly in the lyrics. Um, he says, uh, I don't want to say what I mean because it doesn't matter. I don't want to say what I mean because I don't care, which is sort of a punk sensibility, but I think is also meant with some irony in this song. bring it back to our theme what does the cowbell do for you in this song well cowbell so a pretty harsh sound and it's very direct so i think it adds to those qualities that the song as a whole embodies You got it down. You don't have anything to say. 
So we now move on to the second portion of our show where we find you a couple new tunes for the past week. And I have to say, not much music gets released the week before Christmas. Yeah, it's true. It is a barren time. But Andrew, you found a great song. Yeah, I found one great song. Um, It's literally, I mean, like, it was the only song that I kind of enjoyed this week. But um, it was really good. Uh, it's called This Guitar Is Gonna Kill Me by Oliver the Kid, featuring Lost Boy Crow and Armors. This guitar is gonna kill me. All my friends in metal bands don't care about death. All my friends in metal bands are getting married. What the heck? I'm sitting on this is a a chill song um about you know being a musician and sad which i think is ground that i've covered before on this podcast and will cover again but it's also hilarious yes oh it's definitely hilarious are they from a specific scene or like location no idea didn't do any research I mean, that's kind of nice because the song really does stand on its own. And I think it's relatable probably across every music scene to everybody. Yes, that's that's true. And that's, you know, that's why I did that on purpose. I didn't do any research just because Definitely. It's, it's universal. Well, there's nothing important happening this week, so I'm sure that you have plenty of time. Yeah, I have so much time to do research. Um, I love the vocals on this song. I want to specifically point out the line um, in the in the last section. All my friends in punk rock bands don't care about the man. All my friends in punk rock bands don't even have an Instagram. <laughs> um, so there's three things. First of all, that line is great. Yes. Uh, second of all, um, the way he hits uh, don't even have an Instagram is great. Um, like pops into falsetto and it's excellent yeah he does that a number of times throughout the song and it's always a little bit startling and really fun yeah and the third thing about this whole verse which is about his all his friends in punk rock bands i feel like goes into a sort of pop punk kind of uh voice for this or maybe it's just the production on it but it really feels like suddenly we are in a pop punk like emo kind of genre just for the vocals yeah a little bit bubblegummy yeah and i think it's definitely on purpose and it's 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 another aspect of this song it's like pretty funny i we haven't done any songs that are explicitly humorous and yes obviously this song has lots of other layers to it Gabe, we ended last week with santa's homophobic oh shit i forgot about that song <laughs> Um, but no, but like for one of these songs that we talked about, and maybe we could uh, doing humor in music is extremely difficult. I think, yeah, um, and hard to pull off, um, especially more subtle bits, um, like what Oliver the Kid and Co pull off in "This Guitar's Gonna Kill Me." I'm not 
what's your new song this week? I also had a difficult time finding a song that I liked. And then I realized that at the beginning of the week, I had set aside a single that had come out um, by a band called Patio. The song is Reality State. I said to Um, this is a really good song. This is a really good song. Um, and it's sort of an outtake off of their 2019 uh, debut, which is called Essentials. Um, they released Reality State right this past week as like a. They put it in their uh, band camp as. Let me see if I can find it. It is a bookend or a final celebratory balloon to their 2017 Essentials sessions. Um, which resulted in the album that came out this year. Patio is a Brooklyn trio of three women, um, Alice Sue, Lindsay Page McClay, and Lauren DeBlasi, um, who met um, as a joke. Um, what? Two, yeah, so two of the band members, um, I believe it was DeBlasi and, Al, uh, and Sue, um, neither really played an instrument at the time. Sue was learning how to play the drums. And there was one real musician. And they were like, let's start a band in Brooklyn. Because they were living in Brooklyn. And who doesn't have a band in Brooklyn? And then they got good. Which is great. Uh, I love jokes that turn out to be real things. Um, and they kind of settled on this... Uh, kind of post-punk sound um, that is compelling. And there's a mix of both sung vocals from the actual musician and spoken vocals from one of the not actual, not well, I guess they're all musicians now, but one of the formerly not musicians, um, which in their music, I think contributes to uh, a nice duality. So the the song Reality State is um, based around and takes its title from a really long conversation that they had on their way to band practice or the way from band practice with a taxi driver in New York um, who used to sell real estate in Dubai. But instead of saying real estate, every time he said real estate, he said reality state instead of real estate. Wow. Um, Deep. And the song's lyrics are based around that conversation. And then also, I think, some of the general anxieties of living in New York, um, et cetera. Um, I liked how this song was kind of broken down into three distinct sections that all start kind of with like a single instrument at a time um, and have like these really um, emphatic bass lines behind them. Yeah, I really like the instrumentation of this song. And they pull out some great, interesting chords as well. Kind of some weird dissonance. Um, music to keep you on your toes, I guess. This is the world I always wanted. All alone and thrown from the side. 
So actually, there was one really good new tune that came out this past week um, that I really enjoyed. Andrew, you released your first track to the public as True Partridge. That's correct. I did. I did do that. So I really like this song because not only because you're my friend, but also because of how relatable it is as, you know, a fellow early 20s adults trying to make my way. Um, And it's very poignant and I think pretty direct on that subject as well. Yeah, which is not a thing that I'm usually into directness in general in my life. (laughs) In general in your life. Yes, accurate. Um, And it ties into conversations that I've been having with people about what it means to be an adult and when are when are you an adult and um i think this is a great expression of that in art thank you i much to the chagrin of my college composition professor um tend to write from the beginning to the end of things as opposed to as opposed to thinking of structure from like a from above or being like okay here's the most important section and i've written out this section and then now i'm building things on either side of it i really just go linearly through the song this i think more than more than most is really like a progression from the beginning where i'm very focused on the micro of like what what's going on in this romantic situation um like what does this one like little action mean and by the end of the song, I'm like, by the end of the first section, I'm like, not, there's no, like, big meaning thing. There's no, like, greater macro plan that is being played out. This is not, like, a story that is being written. This is just, this is just life. This is just living. Um, and then in the little, like, coda section at the end is where I address that more directly and say, like, I think that what I'm dealing with is all of these changes in my life and trying to figure out where things go from the story that I'm telling about myself to me just living the life that I've already been living for, for 20 some years. Humans love to put things into organize things and put things into nice, neat, nice stories and people's lives. Like you'll read like the, a biography or a profile of somebody or a musician. you will be like, Oh, everything led them to this point in life. Right. Yeah. That's right. not at all how, anything works or life works at all. Um, And I think it takes time to get used to that idea or maybe forever to get used to that idea. I also do just want to say, um, while we're talking about this track, uh, my brother uh, who is also a musician, uh, makes EDM uh, un- with his friend under the name Local Dialect, um, worked his ass off mixing and mastering this track for me um, and with me um, and sort of guiding me through that process, which is something that I don't know how to do on my own and I also don't really know how to talk about. Um, and so he was incredibly helpful in bringing this song from a collection of tracks and a vague sort of philosophical idea of how I wanted it to be structured uh, musically and how I wanted it to, to come across to um, 
a track that I'm like really proud of and love the way it sounds and I feel like it really executes and clarifies that the ideas that I had when I was writing it yeah I uh I had the privilege of getting to listen to a few different cuts of this track as you were working through it for maybe like the last six months Andrew I yeah I feel like I I probably sent you the original like iPhone recording it's pretty cool to watch the development of a song and then also the work that a good producer and engineer can help in bringing a song to reality yeah So that's our show for the week. Um, you've been listening to Fresh Pressed. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Fresh Pressed Pod. Um, we've got a website, uh, com. Make sure you put in that www or else your computer won't know that you're trying to go to the World Wide Web. Yes, it also works without the www, but who doesn't love a good www http colon slash slash actually we believe in security so it's https colon slash slash ah, yes your information is safe with us but you can't input any information on the website so <laughs> um we also have a spotify playlist of the music that we've talked about this week um and go check out andrew's new music um at his band camp which uh, we will also leave in the show notes Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. This is Fresh Breast. Fresh Breast.